0: Thanks for listening to episode 267 of Impact Boom. My name's Tom Allen, and I'm passionate about bringing you the latest interviews and insights to help you create positive social impact. Today we're speaking with the winner of the Special Jury Prize of the Asia-Pacific Social Innovation Partnership Award, or APSIPA, which is SVHK Capital Limited, and the organiser of APSIPA, also the regional leader of KPMG Sustainability Services and ESG Assets Management Services in Asia-Pacific, Niven Huang, with the gradual increase of global risks, how can we develop innovative practices to ensure a future where sustainability will become mainstream? The Asia-Pacific Social Innovation Partnership Award is established to explore dynamic social innovation models in the Asia-Pacific and to motivate more changemakers to contribute to social innovation, discovering and celebrating social innovation partnerships that connect diverse stakeholders and make significant social impacts. Partnership cases are required to set the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals, or the SDGs, as their core value. The award sets motivating social innovation partnerships as its purpose, integrating the 17 SDGs sorted into three categories, Biosphere Sustainability, Inclusive Business, and Social Prosperity. Three winners were chosen from each category by the judging panel. And in addition to the awards mentioned, there is one special jury prize selected every year. To minimize the impact of COVID-19 on the global economy, environment, and people's livelihoods, new lifestyle and mindset should be taken into consideration. The theme of the special jury prize in 2021 of APSIPA is The New Reality, which will honor social innovative cases, exploring innovative ways to sustain in the COVID-19 pandemic and encouraging partnership experiences sharing across the Asia-Pacific. So today, I'm here with the AppSipper Special Jury Prize winner, Andy's Leung, and the organizer, Niven Huang. Dr. Andes Leung is the head of Impact Lifestyle, Social Ventures Hong Kong, and the CEO of Run Our City Foundation. Andy's was the head of sales at a listed group in FMCG. He had over 20 years experience in advertising, sales, marketing, and strategic planning. He's an ultra-marathoner, completing over 100 marathons, including the Ultra Trail du Mont Blanc, which is 170 kilometers, and four desert race series. He published books of twelve marathons in seven continents and twelve marathons to happiness. Andy leads the Impact Lifestyle Division, which includes Impact Consumption, Green Living, and Wellness projects. For example, the We Plus, which is an e-commerce platform for social goods, Botless, which is reusable solutions, and Run Our City, which is a running experience. He's devoted in developing We Plus to bridge SMEs with propositions in green, healthy, and locally produced. He aims to shape the new normal, not only through online, but also escalating impact lifestyles for the society and good of the planet in sustainability. Dr. Niven Huang is the Managing Director of KPMG Sustainability Consulting Co Limited, and the Taiwan Regional Leader of KPMG Sustainability Services in the Asia-Pacific and Regional Leader of KPMG ESG Asset Management Services in the Asia-Pacific. Niven is also the Lead Organiser of the 2021 Asia-Pacific Social Innovation Partnership Award. Niven has extensive experience in CSR and contributes his expertise across various roles, including as a member of the advisory board of NDCI Global, sitting on the judging panels of several public and private awards of CSR, Excellence in Environment and Sustainability in Taiwan and Asia, including the Asia Responsible Entrepreneurship Awards since 2015, He's a part-time associate professor of several universities in Taiwan for teaching CSR and corporate sustainability, including the most leading advanced MBA and EMBA at the National Chengchi University since 2008. He's a consultant of Acer CSR office and a committee member of the CPC CSR committee. Among other experience, Niven is a council member for the National Council of Sustainable Development, holds a PhD and an MS from the Graduate School of Chemical Engineering at Chung Young Christian University. It's an absolute pleasure to be speaking with both of you today. So thank you so much for joining us.
1: Thank you. Thank
2: you, Tom.
0: So Andy, let's kick off. Could you please share a bit about your project? the impact it's creating and how it responded to the COVID-19 pandemic and what led to your passion in social innovation?
1: Well, to begin with, actually, we saw there's a gap. I mean, the gap, what we think it's, as you, you mentioned before, is your introdu- introduction is green, LV, and locally produced. We think how to really have a more sustainable way of doing to promote these three things. For example, and then we think our, our you, you can say our strategy, we, we think of how to make these three angles in print or built in to the breadth of the daily life. Mm. This is the original concept. And then what we think together with the COVID-19, and then what we think about how to make it as a kind of daily life, as you mentioned, the lifestyle. And then we think of why not we group together all these kinds of products or merchants or even experience, and then we go it through online e-commerce and then to promote it to everyone. And then especially in this COVID-19 period of time, social distancing is the challenges and then, well, it, it, it's actually the idea that works, that we group all these green, healthy, and locally produced items or experience, and then making an e-commerce, online shopping experience for the consumer. And then they actually is not just buying and enjoying the goods, but they can get the behind the scene concept and the reason why they have to purchase that one. And then it on top of just a product exchange, it, in fact, we get the awareness into their daily living. This is the whole concept that we come up. And then I would say the impact finally after we launched it for relatively a short period of time, about half a year now. And then we think we got the preliminary success on really building on the daily, building this kind of lifestyle or we call it impact lifestyle mm. into the daily life. Because the product range and then the experience. We also selling experience through online and then really can get the positive comment from the consumer. Plus, I think this is also one of them we very encouraging is the partnership. Because what we are doing, unlike the normal e-commerce retail, we call our merchants actually partners. They're just not selling their product. But there are a lot of small or individuals, actually, because they're doing green, healthy, locally produced, usually not a big enterprise. But then we can group together and they also contribute this kind of green, healthy and locally produced concept. And we work together. It's like a group of partners rather than they are merchants and we are just platform. I think this is the whole essence that we are doing. And in short, well, why I'm passionate in, in this social innovations. When I was 40, I think this is about the second life I have <laughs> to go through. That's why, well, why not just giving out or let all the periods, what I have, just, just let it go. And then to start something new and then really impacts to the society. I think mm. this is the future. That's why I really quit my job and then kick off my own social enterprise and then work with Social Venture Hong Kong and then we group together. I have no regret from now. <laughs>
0: It's oh, fantastic. It sounds like you're creating some amazing impact there. So well done. Just very quickly for our audience to better understand, you've spoken about a, a broad array of products sitting on this e-commerce platform. How might our audience engage with this platform? And what's just a couple of examples of the type of product specifically that they can find on there?
1: Well, for example, uh, actually we ranging from daily life eating like jam or sauce, yep. and then we have the reusable cup. We have the pack, less packaged goods like the package has to be reduced. Yep. In those paper labeling, that's why when we do the recycling would be more easy. Yep. We we have a lot of it, and we also have experience. Like we have a kind of dialogue in the dark experience. It's yep. a kind of the whistle in play experience mm. for the people. They can experience how if you go into the dark room, you imagine your blind and how you do the daily life working. We have all these kind of things that mm. they can experience the green, healthy, and locally produced. And this is what we are doing. And then they are easy to engage. And then they just pop in. We mm. plus into online our e-commerce system and then they can search around or they can purchase uh, it would be good. And then it's not only earning money, I mean it's supporting those local small merchants.
0: Wonderful. Excellent. Thanks very much. So it sounds like you are six months in and there are always big challenges in launching projects of this size and scale. So what have been some of your key learnings from the implementation of this project?
1: Wow, the first difficulties is actually when we start is not that much experience in e-commerce. So starting from how to get the product online or and also how to find a platform. Yeah. Can do the, the transactions, all this come to very details and how we can search for the merchants. Like the merchants, we cannot give a very high percentage of profit for them and for us as well at the same time. And all these kind of difficulties we faced in the beginning. Mm. However, the magic come out. The magic is the mm. learning. It, actually, this is the key learning. The magic come out is, well, if we kick off, then we suddenly find a very good platform called it HomePass, and then they actually willing let us get into the already made it, already built it platform, but open a kind of a shop-in-shops concept. That's that's why we own a territories in their e-commerce platform and then in our v platform then we group those merchants and they are lending us a very competitive margin for us to yeah. get in low service charge and for us at the same time when we get to the merchants we think that people always looking for profit maximization yeah. especially when you do e-commerce is a kind of low margin channel however it's very surprisingly a lot of our stakeholders, including merchants, they're willing to sacrifice. I mean break even is important, but social impact is also important. So mm. we do it together. And then I thought during the process, a lot of merchants actually willing to sacrifice a little bit of their profit and then mm. to contribute all together. So this is the key learning. When you step out the people is not that business as business as you can imagine. Uh, they can they're they're willing to sacrifice for something good.
0: Mm, fantastic. Well, thanks very much for sharing that, Andy. It's, it's great to hear. Now, Niven, we had a great conversation last year and we spoke a little bit about your experience more broadly as well as the APCIPA Awards. So I'm really keen to hear from you now about what have been some of your key observations of the growing social innovation movement in the Asia Pacific since we last spoke and where are there now opportunities in these particularly challenging times?
2: Yeah, thank you very much. I think regarding to this question, we got to spend a little bit attention to what is the current, the whole world looks like mm. and what, what is uh, the whole Asia Pacific look like? Because of the COVID-19 pandemic and outbreak, the whole world and in Asia Pacific, I think more and more people will ask the question, why this kind of situation happened? Even in the COVID-19 pandemic time, and then quite obvious, climate change doesn't stop. So the situation getting worse is still moving forward. The direction is not what we expect. So why a growing social innovation movement in Asia Pacific? I think one of the major reasons is now it's the very, very critical time for all of us to watch out the global pressing risk to our survival. Mm. In Asia-Pacific, that is also very serious. And the second is, because of the current status, then very obviously now it's quite urgent for us to deliver more solutions for working out the social, environmental, and even something like a very critical for life or survival, death, that kind of, for working out the serious problem. But, you know, if we just follow the old way, something like it's by giving or just a up very simple business models, social enterprise. Yeah, sometimes for more scale, that might work. But for a larger scale, sometimes we do have a lot of barrier need to be overcome. Mm -hmm. So currently, if we want to uh, work out quite serious pressing social environmental problem, in the critical time, I think technology will be very important. Mm. And then more stakeholders' environment by partnership, collaboration, or working together, that might be more possible, feasible for scaling up the solution. So, for example, back to Andes case, their e-commerce, they just gather a lot of the social enterprise or social entrepreneurs' innovation developing or delivering different kind of social purpose-driven product or service. But through the e-commerce, I mean, a lot of the general public, the consumer, they are willing for having friendly consumption behavior, much more ethical. And even they, you know by by daily life, they can also contribute to this sustainable development goals in this region. Mm. Uh, so the e-commerce platform will be a very good technology platform for engaging more general public to support this kind of movement and innovation. And the, the last point is very important, is if we cannot make this kind of ecosystem, for example, like some people develop the product, good product and service based on the social purpose driven, and some people are willing to pay for that, and some people are will willing to invest, some people is willing to be engaged in providing the technical support for making this kind of situation can move forward continuously. Mm. So the whole ecosystem is very important. So the the growing social innovation movement also need to engage the policymaker and also the investor into the ecosystem. So for the Asia Pacific, because Asia Pacific consists of the majority population of the whole world, and then we also play very vital role for producing the global product Mm. to feed, supply the global consumption market. So right now, the the global pressing risk, Asia-Pacific play a very important part of the risk so if we can work it out together then we can make the whole world to survive so we need to dedicate it ourselves not just to only make the uh, something like a stakeholder capitalism can be carried out in asia pacific we also need to attract the global key stakeholder and the impact ambassador to join the Asia-Pacific movement for delivering much more impactful solution to the whole world. So right now, we think that in the current COVID-19 pandemic time and the situation right now, the peak isn't uh, having got the peak. So not practical to expect the situation can be worked out in a very short time. So we are still suffering for the impact by COVID-19. So how to leverage the technical solution and for working out, for example, like how the people can protect themselves to avoid the COVID-19 outbreak in Asia Mm. Pacific. So This kind of awareness also needs some people to dedicate it to put more effort, no matter that is from the public or private. So that This kind of the awareness for protecting avoidance of the COVID-19 infections will be also a very fundamental need at this moment. Mm. And because of the lockdown and a lot of people cannot go to work, but we still need to eat. We still need to consume some of the base to meet our basic need and by consuming some daily life products. So we also need some people to provide those kind of protection Mm. for one of us. But how to make this kind of production line and then retailer and delivery system can be much more accessible to everyone in different corner of Asia Pacific. So this kind of we call it something like a new reality, but we will need a new a different kind of production and logistic delivering service system yeah. for feeding everyone. Mm. And then of course how to improve the current the vaccination situation will be also one very important issue for all of us. So every kind of a sector right now in the COVID-19 pandemic time, then we do still make our daily life keep working, keep moving. Yeah. But maybe we need to think about any other more innovative way by engaging this entrepreneur for social enterprise and some of the collaborative force for building up a better, more stakeholder engagement platform by leveraging the social innovations that we can work together for dealing with the different kind of issue related to sustainable development yeah. goals. Yeah, so still a long way to go anyway.
0: Well, you're doing some great work in the area. So thanks for those insights, Niven. And I think particularly when you're touching on building the awareness and, and importantly, working across the ecosystem, right? It's that collaboration and those partnerships, particularly being the focus of these awards, that Really, there needs to be some some great work in that space as we move forward. Andy, you're you're based in Hong Kong, so I'm I'm keen to just briefly touch on perhaps what some of your key observations have been about the social innovation movement in the area that you're operating.
1: Oh, yes. Actually, in the area of my operating, I would see... There is a kind of rising concern on the ESG. I mean, mm-hmm. those environmental, the socials, and also the government governance. Yes. And then, and then I think this, especially when this comes up, on to the COVID nineteen. When this cross over these two things together, it's kind of an urgency, as just Nathan mentioned yes. about the situation. I think I, I can observe in Hong Kong is it's the same because this is the, this kind of urgency that's create the awareness and the willingness of the holistic stakeholders, they, mm-hmm. they can give a try. I mean, I, 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 the the keywords is. So I think there's a kind of opportunities that's come out when this crisis come. Then opportunities together, comes together. I think for my personal experience also, when we do a project, Previously, when we talk to the funder, I want to go into online because it can be more efe- efficient and effective to reach out some of those they, they don't want to go out, they do they if they, they didn't want to move around or they have some mobility issues. So we plan of doing something online. However, at the old days, the, the funder may may be skeptical because, well, when we do it do the same concept face to face would be better. So we we still wait wait and see. But yeah. now I would say currently when I talk with the same funder, they, they would do it differently. They mm. respond is differently because they think, well, why not give it a try? I mean, this this is the whole context of the whole world or even in Hong Kong, I think it's changed. And then the, as as you mentioned, the new reality that pushed the people yeah. to try. And then this this already a very important. Sometimes from zero to one. If you want to do a small step and to try something then the opportunities that you you see actually can actualize step by step that's mm-hmm. why i think the opportunities there's a lot if i put it in context of stakeholders so funder the resources one part of them and then even though your supporter or your volunteers or the beneficiaries or the consumer they, they all have the same mentality why not give a try and then we have to adopt something new and then the urgency of environmental, social and governance, all this add up together. And then this kind of mindset change can facilitate a lot of social innovation already. And then you are more easy to find your partnership because they are willing to give a try. That's why yeah. I would say, yeah, Hong Kong I think is is quite aligned with what Nathan just mentioned about the the situation in Asia Pacific and then I think Hong Kong's one of them.
0: Mm, yep, yeah, absolutely. Now the next question I'm I'm really keen to hear a little bit from both of you because both of you have broad experience in basically taking ideas and turning them into reality to create impact. So we might start with you Andy's before we then head to Niven but What's one piece of advice that you'd be giving to other business people or perhaps aspiring business people who would like to be using innovation to tackle these deep rooted social, cultural or environmental issues, perhaps even issues pertaining specifically to COVID-19? All
1: right. For me, I would think business people. They're very knowledgeable. They're very strong with data, strategies, analysis. I would say, especially with, as we're talking about social innovation, with some really deep root issues, which means that from the surface, you see the problem or the issue is not easy to tackle mm. or you think it's impossible, right? So I would say my my one piece of advice is just try, simply try. And then what do I mean try just add a little bit? Quick as if you have a big idea and then you you are very determined. You as a businessman, you think is it's, it can be well success by all means, and it, it's very good. And congratulations! Then you start with big. But if not, even though you hesitate, but you think the impact outweighs all the consideration, then use a small step and then mm-hmm. use a, make it a small scale and then have a try, and then the magic will comes. Even though you have the very strong operational obstacles or funding or whatever consumer behavior related to this issue well take, take a small one a small one can get you taste the situation and then try and then if you don't you don't move on small step you will not really have the social innovation and then you know I'm a runner I always say that the way how to do an ultra marathon is just put on your running shoes mm-hmm. and then you can do it
0: <laughs> yeah, Some great advice there. And that mentality of building, measuring and learning and, and that constant iterative learning cycle is is just so important. Thanks for sharing that. Niven, what about yourself? What's one piece of advice that you'd give?
2: Okay, I think back to the previous question I just give back perspective. Yeah. Because right now it is a very critical time and an urgent need for solution to yes. work out the social and environmental big scale problem. Mm. So I strongly suggest now is the time for mainstream business to get involved, to deliver the big scale solution and working out the pressing challenges as a problem for touching upon our survival or not. So I, my suggestion is the first one is we need to visit to make a plan that whether that the social purpose or impact can be well positioned and delivered by the big companies. So that is very important by delivering their technology, product and service. So whether there is any possibility for them to close the gap in the past, they don't focus on the social and environmental issues by delivering their core product. But now those social and environmental purposes should be integrated into their mainstream business model and product and service supply. Second one is they need to be open-minded for shaping effective model for multi-stakeholder collaboration. Mm -hmm. So if they just keep stuck on their original linear economy business mindset, it is not possible for them to close the gap. So they need to be open-minded. So for Highly welcome the multi stakeholder partnership. So that mm-hmm. is the The third one is by delivering a new model and product and solution, they need to consider what will be the best metrics for measuring their impact corresponding to their social and environmental purpose. So that is very important for them to track whether the performance can meet the original expectation. And the large point is they also need to think about whether the metric, the performance, the social purpose can be met and whether that is much more feasible to scale up the existing model and then can deliver a wider and much more bigger impact that can engage or support more key stakeholders they want to support that can be really enhance the momentum to Mm. work out the, the social and environmental problems. So that is my suggestion.
0: Wonderful. Thanks very much for sharing those. And it'll be great for our audience to jump into this article as well and be able to delve further into this. So to finish off then, I would love to hear some recommendations for particular books, resources, or or other things that you'd recommend to our listeners to help them on their journey. Niven, you might like to start, please.
2: Okay. I think for us people, This award, and we do have a lot of quite diversified partner organization to join the platform to support this award. So I strongly suggest that the audience can refer to some of our partners' website. And there are a lot of publications, thought leadership. A report can be available for your reference. So, the first one, our partner organization for this award is Asia Venture Philanthropy Network, mm. AVPN, is based in Singapore. The second one is the Singapore Center for Social Enterprise, mm. Rates, RAISE, R A I S E for abbreviation. The third one is the Global Social Economy Forum, G S E F. GSAP is based in Korea. Number four is the DBS Foundation based in Singapore. Number five is the Bandung Creative City Forum. Number six is Hong Kong General Chamber of Social Enterprises. Number seven is B Current Impact Investment. Number eight is Change Fusion. The last one is American Institute in Taiwan, AIT. So these nine-partner organizations, they support this award quite a lot and facilitates this award information to be circulated in Asia Pacific. So highly recommend you to get access to this nine-partner organization's website. And a lot of uh, of available information can be for your reference. Thank you very much.
0: Thanks very much, Niven. Look, we'll certainly stick links through to those different websites of the partners on the article. So, finally, Andy's, what books or resources would you recommend?
1: Well, in terms of resources, I think as this is a global channel, right? I think each of you, the audience, actually can you can find a, in your around your circle, around your connections, how to group together a few people and then start. To discuss if you are a business if or even though your government people or sectors that try to build a kind of circle to start with this is my recommendations and then the resources actually is not only get from artists but also plus yourself contributes but with the peer and that group artists people can contribute to you and then i think this kind of interactions actually is very resources for already mm. and to add on to add on actually I would I would visit what Nevid has been suggested those nine channels I have to read through that and then one more I add on is actually is social venture Hong Kong website actually you can get into we actually not specifically on one business or two business we actually looking for as a bridge for the social innovator social entrepreneur and also social issues that's why we come across different we have success we have failure experience can share we we actually come across a different social issues, different sectors, different methodologies. That's why I think actually ourselves is also one of the resources that you can get into. If you are interested, you can pop into our website and then we can communicate and then to see whether we can exchange. We are not expert in everything, but we try to group into a connection, a group together so that kind of exchange, actually this kind of exchange is most valuable during the social innovation process. This I think this is a resource you
0: can try yes wonderful well that's a great way to end the podcast today some wonderful recommendations there so a huge thanks to both of you for sharing your really generous insights and time today and congratulations again andy's on winning the AppSipper special jury prize and also thanks to niven for organizing the AppSipper and letting us explore these dynamic social innovation models in the asia pacific i truly appreciate it
1: thank you thank you very much